Hello everyone and welcome to Two Moons Podcast. My name is Jess and thanks for joining me. It's been a long time since I've done a recording, but here I am. I took a poll on Instagram and asked, should I bring back the podcast? Six people voted yes. So here you are. Podcast is back. Um, I thought that I would do this first like returning episode about shadow work. I'm going to do some explaining about what shadow work is, where it comes from. These are some of the things that I talk about in the workshops that I do, both in person and online. Not the full workshop, because I'm still doing those, but just a little tidbit, um, some information, because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about what shadow work is and how to do shadow work. I get a lot of DMs uh, asking questions about, is it connected to witchcraft? Is it scary? Is it going to be painful? Lots of questions that I'm going to try to answer throughout the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me and we'll get right into it. So the term shadow self is coined by psychologist Carl Jung. And he had theories of the unconscious self and what that means to the conscious self. His basis of psychological theory involved exploration of the subconscious mind. And shadow work is something, it's a tool used to tap into the unconscious self. The point and the goal of shadow work is integration, acceptance, and ultimately finding some peace. Uh, He used these shadow traits um, as ways to describe things like addiction, self-seeking motives, um, anger, any of those attributes that we actively try to hide as human beings. Those are, quote, the shadow self. And the point of shadow work is to dive into that to, to alleviate the suffering caused by those things. Um, I'll speak in terms of, like, for myself. My own anger and anger, quote, issues have caused a lot of suffering in my life. And diving into shadow work and understanding the roots and investigating where does this anger come from, do I need to hold on to all of it, has allowed me to alleviate the suffering caused by the anger. Thus, in turn, I have become less angry. So shadow work has been a way to tap into these parts of myself that I don't really necessarily like and transform them to either work for the better or there are certain attributes that I've investigated wholly, discovered the roots, and then those behaviors don't really pop up anymore. I have alleviated the suffering that they've caused, will cause in my life, and they just don't really do what they used to anymore. And Jung has lots of pieces of writing that talk about shadow work without saying shadow work. Uh, Although I will say that his writings can be a little dry. He's a psychologist in the early 1900s, so the language can be challenging to understand. And for myself, I read about Jung and read some of his work in college when I was studying psychology. And I hadn't really made the connection of shadow work or, you know, looking into the shadow self because it's not very clear in his writing. It wasn't a concept back then to do shadow work. Um, Psychoanalysis was what was very popular as far as mental health and treating any sort of mental affliction. So that's what they did. Jung studied very closely with Freud and that was kind of the only thing available was psychotherapy at the time, talk therapy, Um, 
other themes started to develop throughout time, different tools used in psychology and in therapies to try and help alleviate people's suffering. And so anyway, <laughs> um, the book I have in front of me is The Undiscovered Self by Carl Jung. It is an extremely dry read. It's very long. Um, but chapter seven is the meaning of self-knowledge. It's a pretty good chapter. And the first part of it says, what our age thinks of as the, quote, shadow and inferior parts of the psyche contain more than something merely negative. The very fact that through self-knowledge, that is, by exploring our own souls, we come upon the instincts and the world of the imaginary should, th sh should throw some light on the powers slumbering in the psyche. And I love that. I think that the potential for greatness lives in all of us, and shadow work is a great way to pull that out and remind us that we do have immense... I don't, want, I don't like using the word power, but I'm going to because I can't really think of another word right now. We have an immense power inside of us, a, a transformative energy in us that we can use to transform ourselves. As I said before, Carl Jung can be a little dry to read, but I do encourage everybody to explore origins of everything. So if you're very curious about more um, of shadow work at its very infancy of discovery, I guess, um, look up Jung. Look up some of his works, and some of his earlier writings are less dry. The older he gets, you know, uh, elders can be a little wordy. It's just how it is. Anyway really the shadow self can be traced back to all forms of spirituality. Christianity talks about the devil on your shoulder. In Buddhism, it's referred to as Mara, who personifies as unskillfulness and unwholesomeness, the evil one. The shadow self, the darkness in us, has typically been demonized in most religions, in, I would really say, in our society as a whole. Uh, we try to stray away from any sort of suffering whatsoever. In American society, we have pills for depression, anxiety. We have this need for a quick fix. If we don't want to do the suffering, we'll just close our eyes and not think about it. Um, there are places in the United States where uh, outdoor camping, AKA being houseless, has now been made a crime. Um, I think that it's very easy for people to pretend like suffering doesn't exist because it allows them space to ignore their own suffering. However, it is only through facing our own darkness that we are finally able to feel light. And you can interpret that any way that you would like. Um, I think that for me, when I think about that, when I face these things about myself that I hated so much, when I finally looked at them through eyes of compassion, I journaled, I cried, I tried so hard to just investigate myself lovingly. And that's what I try to tell people shadow work really is. It's loving investigation, and um, if I can do it, you can do it, I swear. <laughs> um, but the part about duality is that without darkness, there can be no light. And so, you know, in us as human beings, um, both can exist at the same time and shadow work is about embracing both parts and looking at the light and the dark and knowing that they can exist within us simultaneously 
And that I think is so beautiful. The whole self-acceptance piece of shadow work is something that I am eternally grateful for. Um, and that is why I'm always going on and on about shadow work because as somebody who didn't have access to therapy, I didn't have health insurance when I started my shadow work journey. I was suffering so much mentally and I needed something. And I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have money to pay the sliding scale fees. It was so hard to get an appointment anywhere, even if I did find somebody that did sliding scale. And shadow work essentially was free. I spent $20 on a workbook and I joined um, a subreddit on Reddit for support. And that's just, I just dove in. I didn't know what else to do. I needed help. And it helped me so much. And so I try to explain it as much as I can. And so here I am on the podcast explaining more. <laughs> With doing shadow work, I will say that self-care is a big part of shadow work. Um, learning how to take care of yourself emotionally while you open up emotional wounds is extremely important. I think they go hand in hand. And self-care looks different for everybody. I developed a mindfulness practice and I needed a way to ground myself better. Having CPSD, CPTSD, I struggle a lot with regulation when I get activated, especially with anger. It's so hard for me to take those blinders off and function normally. I cannot de-escalate myself in the past. And um, doing shadow work and trying to find out why am I so angry, I had to find a way to ground myself and mindfulness was a way for me to do that. Um, it's not like that for everybody, although I do feel like everybody is capable of developing a mindfulness practice. Some people, um, like to do other stuff. And also, mindfulness doesn't really mean that you have to go sit down in formal meditation. If you're a hiker, just try to clear your head when you're hiking. Don't think about anything. Count your breaths. That's meditation. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom on the side of everything else that I do. And when I'm cleaning, like, dishes, vacuuming, laundry, I'm counting my breaths, clearing my head. That is meditation. That was a way that I built my meditation practice in the very beginning because I could not sit still was to do things like that and now I am able to sit in formal meditation. Um, and the transformative power of shadow work is something that I wish that I could play a video of what I was like 10 years ago and then what I'm like now and that would be my presentation for why everybody should do shadow work. Although the people that know me, that follow my socials and listen to my stuff, maybe they should start sending me videos of them saying like, girl, you were so mean and crazy. And now <laughs> I tried really hard not to do that. But um, part of the shadow work was taking accountability for some of those behaviors. And whether that's taking accountability with the person, which I have done, reached out to people and, and said my piece to them, like, you know, I was not a good person or a good friend or whatever uh, and sometimes that means that I sit with that alone and I don't get to reach out to the person and that's something that I get to process and sit with and uh, suffer with. I don't know another word. I say the word suffering a lot and I throw it around a lot. Um, I study Buddhism and embracing suffering is one of the principles and I do love that. It has given me peace knowing that uh, everyone suffers. It's just a part of the human experience and it's not personal. It brings me peace. So I try to uh, try not to say suffering and so willy-nilly, but it's willy-nilly when I'm reading it. So I am saying it like that. And I think that uh, 
having that point of view and that perspective change of it's not personal from the universe, it's not a personal attack, has been extremely helpful when it comes to growing and becoming this patient, loving observer of my life versus a reactive participant. And that is a part of shadow work too. Um, and I, this, these changes happened, they just happen. It's just what happens, I feel like, when the layers get ripped off of the facade I was trying to uphold, these walls of my heart. Um, you know, trauma makes you close off your heart. And people who want to do shadow work typically have trauma. I'll say that um, with confidence. Is that, you know, if you're looking to alleviate pain through shadow work, um, it's possible. It is possible. But you have to feel it first. And so I started this whole caveat about um, self-care. And so, you know, if you're going to be feeling the feelings and walking through past traumas, you got to have a grounding a self-care practice so that you are able to reteach yourself how to regulate and that's that's a beautiful thing about shadow work too is being able to regulate myself again to step back to not react right away to not um, make snap decisions without thinking it is an incredible feeling and I want to share that with everybody that I can um on my website and on my socials, I have ways to contact me through DM. Um, on my website, you can fill out the contact me and I can send you an email. There are lots of ways to reach out to me and I try to respond to all my messages. I look in my little um, you know, request box. I try not to miss any messages because I want to answer your questions. I want to help you. And um, when I started doing shadow work, there wasn't anybody to ask. I, I didn't know, I had the little subreddit group and that was great and helpful um but it wasn't specifically shadow work it was a microdosing subreddit and those people are doing inner work for sure and they suggested shadow work but when it came to like questions of like how the hell do I do this I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to anybody nobody put themselves out there like hey ask me questions so I'm here for that if you have questions you want to get started you're like hey I need help I can't afford to go to your online workshop just reach out to me I'm more than happy to work with you um, I want to help people heal I feel very called to do that and so that's why I'm out here I don't know putting myself out there with my TikTok, my Instagram my Facebook the books that I write now this podcast again and I think a part of me not wanting to do the podcast anymore was feeling really self-conscious about speaking and putting myself out there and asking people to be on it. Um, but recently I've done a lot of work on releasing those self-limiting chains and I'm ready. I'm ready to go full speed. So um, thank you so much for listening and requesting for me to do this again. It feels like divine timing. Um, please subscribe to my pages or follow me or all the things people say about their socials. It does help me get myself out there and help more people because that is my goal. So thank you all so much and I will try to do this again with a guest. Until next time.